We're talking about properly saying Kriyashma and its proper intents. Let's talk a little bit about many common mishaps that come up. So we spoke about the second Pasuk, but we missed one point, and that was by Bechol Me'oidecha. A very common mistake is people say Me'oidecha, which means uh, those that thank you, Me'oidecha. And it's Me'oidecha, and that's the proper way to say it. And if you say it wrong, it's questionable if uh, you're Yodse or not. Um, at the end of the simon in Shulchan Aruch, it discusses what happens if you did not read it properly. And the Meshubruah says, if you put two words together by mistake, you still fulfill the obligation. And even certain letters, if you didn't say them so clearly and perfectly well, also you fulfill the obligation. However, when you say words or letters that can connotate a different meaning, that might be actually uh, changing what the Kriyashma is. And you're not Yitzay. And similarly, if you're going to say words or letters in ways that are not normally an acceptable way of saying them, then again, we can't even say that that's considered saying Shema in a different language, and then it would be Ma'akif. So again, 100% in all of these things, it's best to be extra careful to say everything properly. Let's go through a bunch of common mistakes. So first of all, we have Bishach, Becha, and Uvishach. Ticha, I've heard many people, don't ask me where they get it from. They say, Uvashach Ticha. I don't know where, what, when. Or the Mishabrua points out, some people switch the vase with a fey. Bishach Ficha. Um, and this comes up in a few different places within Kriyashima. Also, Bishiv Ticha. Some people might say, Bishif Ticha, as if it has a fey. Uvlech Ticha. Is with a tav. Some people might say v'lech dicha with a dalid. I've also heard many people switch around ukshartam and uchasavtam. It's something to be weary of. Look inside when you say shema, and if you're very, very used to doing it perfectly, you don't have to look inside anymore. Although it usually helps with kavana. Let's go through a bunch of other examples. Whenever there are two letters, one that are the same, one at the end of one word, and then the same letter beginning the next word, we already discussed a little bit, like al levavecha, you're supposed to pause, just a hear's breath of a pause, to make sure that you're actually saying two separate lamets. So there's another issue, besides for two of the same letter, you have a lot of times where the end of one word easily runs into the next word, because the next word begins with an aleph. And the olive gets swallowed up and it all becomes one big word. So there's a bunch of examples, and I like to joke about this, that this is where a lot of people speak about death in Kriyashma. What are people speaking about death? Wherever there's a mem at the end of one word, and then you have the word oisam or s afterwards, the person very often says, um, um, so it becomes moisam, their death. Oisam, they say, Ukshartam Oisam. Or Visam Temes. They say Visam Temes. It sounds like they should place the death. Urisemes, Uzhartemes, Vasisemes. All of these situations have an a mem and then an aleph afterwards, but not just an aleph afterwards, it's an aleph with a tuff, uh, which pretty much ends up meaning something about death. Then you have a bunch of times where you have a mem followed by an aleph that doesn't end up saying anything about death. But again, they very easily become one word. Vavatem Elohim Achirim. You could have people that say Vavatem Elohim Achirim. So basically, it became Melohim Achirim. So that needs to be separated. Einechem Asher. There's a whole bunch of examples of Reish at the ends of words and Aleph's in the beginning of the next word. Asher Ranoichi. 
metararzechem, v'otzares, asher adoi, and v'orayele, v'ayoymer and all of these situations, you have to be careful when you're ending one word with a resh or a mem or even a, t- a taf. Mitzvay sadoi. It's not sadoi. It's mitzvay adoi. Two things that the mechaber himself points out is you have to be very careful to pronounce the zayin of tiz kiru properly. And by the way, I've heard also people say tiz and then they do giru. They pronounce the following cough as a gimel. Tiz kiru. It's tiz kiru, and you have to say that carefully. It's not so easy to be said properly. If you say it wrong and you say tiz kiru, then it sounds like you should be serving Hashem in order to get schar, in order to get paid with reward, which the Mechaber says is a terrible thing for you to say during Shema. Similarly, the Mechaber says, uzchartem as common advice. The Zion, not uzchartem, not your reward. Another thing to be careful about is when to say a shvana and when to make a shvanach. A shvanach is when the shva, which is a i, is quiet. Nach is like it's at rest. It's quiet. The i is not pronounced. It's silence. Shvana is a moving i, meaning you actually have to move your sound waves when you say that, and it's a pronounced i. And there's too many to discuss over here which ones are on and off. There's, But every sitter pretty much nowadays will have a marking on the word for you to be aware of when the shiva is actually mentioned as a she, and when it's just shva, when it's mentioned without the, the sound coming out from the shva. At the end of Kriya Shema, you should have in mind that you want to be out in the mitzvah of mentioning Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about Kriya Shema. Maybe we'll do one more class. But just one thing's for sure, you see from here how important it is to say it inside and carefully and take your time.